Hey guys, I'm Boyd the Broker, and this is pretty cool. Having a podcast to talk about relevant events. I hope you enjoy it. You know, you, you learn a lot of things after suffering a major life-changing event. Uh, I personally had a stroke, um, a major hemorrhagic stroke. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that you wish you could tell yourself, your former self, before the stroke. You, you never get that second chance. But you have a you have a new life and you have a, a new a new understanding of things and um, this is the trippiest part. So th- th- this is the really the trippiest part. Um, and I'm not sure if other people have have experienced this or not. I I probably think most people have maybe just haven't talked about it. So I felt myself even while I was in the hospital. Um, near the later parts of it, uh, looking at my phone and looking at pictures of myself the day before I had the major stroke uh, and a few days before, just sort of almost wanting to have a conversation with yourself, like letting you know, geez, man, do you, do you realize your, your life is about to be just upended? You are about to change your family's progression in life. Uh, things... <laughs> I even look at 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 the uh, at my eyes and and I I I saw I I thought that my eyes were actually dark that the night before my stroke we were actually um I was doing s'mores with my my son and my wife uh in a fireplace which is kind of weird because it was December 5th so uh Christmas is right around the corner uh we had just got the 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 Christmas decorations out of the house or out of the garage to bring into the house, uh, and it always takes us a few nights. Uh, we, it's like one night to to get all the decorations and the and the tree and everything out of the garage to put it in the living room, and then another night to actually do it. Uh, so December fifth was the night where we got everything out, and part of getting into the Christmas spirit uh, was to do uh, s'mores, and so we had. Um, Graham wafers and uh, chocolate, which I'm type 1 diabetic. I shouldn't be doing, but I wanted my son to have, and, and marshmallows. And we had a fireplace, and so uh, we were making these by the fireplace and, and watching a movie. I think it was probably even Christmas with the Cranks, my son's favorite Christmas show. And, uh, <sighs> you know, I, I looked at pictures and, and looked at the at what I was thinking. I had no idea what was going to happen the next day. And I, I wish I could tell myself, you know, don't take anything for granted because you have a major stroke and the free, even after recovery or getting discharged, it's the small things that are gone. They're gone. Like I, my son calling me to pick him up after, uh, after school. You got to appreciate that because when you can't do it, it sucks. And there's that you just want, you just want everything that you couldn't do before. I, I didn't have my driver's license, so I couldn't drive myself to Starbucks. I couldn't do something simple that we do every afternoon. That was part of my routine, driving to Starbucks. We do it every day. It's no big deal. But when you can't do it, that's the only thing you want to do. You got to tell your family how much you love them because, you know, I dropped my son off at school that morning at 8 o'clock, and I was probably in a hurry and didn't realize anything, and, and I didn't get to tell him I loved him. And I'm wishing, geez, I, I, I wish that I... I wish that I just told him that I loved him and, and, and because an hour and a half later, I'm in the back of an ambulance 
AFib and I have a major stroke and it's during COVID and I didn't see him for um, over a month and a half. It's just the small stuff. You got to realize that you could have all the money in the bank. You know, you work, you work, you work. You want to take care of your family, but you got to figure out a balance because you have all that money in the bank and you got all these clients and everything. But guess what? When you get your ass kicked and you're in the, in the hospital suffering after a major stroke, it's your wife and your son that are going to show up and come see you. Your ne- my nephew, oh my gosh, my nephew was so awesome. Both my nephews, they were hanging out in an RV waiting in, in, in the parking lot. You get so humbled. I mean, you wish that you had family that, that comes, comes to your aid. You know, you don't get a, you don't get a trial though. It's, it's not like you get a rehearsal. It happens and they either show up or they don't. And if you take care of them when you're living, if you're good to your family and you're good to your extended family and your friends when you're alive, well, when something bad happens, they're going to come to your aid. They're going to be there and you, you need them there when that happens. When you're lying there and you're, you know, and, 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 and there's, there's no hope and there's no anything, you think about your friends and your family and if they're there for you, you've got it all. And you just you just need to realize that, and it's not just saying this. You know, everybody says, oh, treat tomorrow like you don't have it. No, it's a real deal. Take care of your family. Treat your family the way you want to be treated because when, 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 when it hits the fan, you want them there. And mine was there. It's the important things in life, the small little stuff. You know, when I got discharged and I couldn't, I couldn't walk by myself to the beach. I couldn't even, I, I couldn't go to my Starbucks. I couldn't do anything. You know, those things you can do, go do them and, and appreciate that you can do them because you could happen. It could be tomorrow morning. It could be in a week. It could be in a month. All that stuff could be gone. And then the only thing you think of when it's gone is what you had. Well, how about you practice living with what you have and appreciating with what you actually have? And then your life's awesome. You think it's so bad. Oh, you got bills due next week. You got to work. You got to pick up your kid to school. You got to do these things. They're not bad. Those are the good things. Appreciate that stuff because when it's gone, it's gone. I worked through therapy. I was able to get some of it back. But what about the guys that, that have suffered a stroke or a heart attack where they don't get to, to come back? They don't get to walk to the beach on their own. I didn't get to for, for several months, but now I'm walking on the beach. Now I'm picking up my son. When my son calls me and texts me and says, Dad, come pick me up after school, I don't care where I'm at. I'm there. But I know, I know before the stroke, if my son or my wife needed me to do something, that maybe if I was busy or other things were important, but not as important now that I realize, I would give them a hard time or I wouldn't do it or I'd send them an Uber or I'd do whatever it is. Now, whatever it is, I'm, you need me to pick you up, I'll pick you up. No problem. You know, something that's really important to me right now is, is, being able to talk to other people, not only people that have had a stroke or a life-changing event, but just anybody. This applies to everybody. It's like you cannot, it's so silly, take things for granted because when it's gone, it's gone. So if, if, if you're worried about your bills or if you're worried about something that's going to happen next month or whatever, let it happen. Life happens. But if you have your family and you have your friends and people rely on you, that's something that you you need, 
when it's taken away, there's nothing more that you want is just to have it again. So how about eat a little better? How about exercise a little better? How about you take care of yourself a little better because other people are, are relying on you. You've got, you've got your son or your daughter. They could, be, um, uh, they could be always judging you for how you react to certain stuff. This is your chance to, to mold them into the, the, the adults that you want, that you wish you were. You know, it's crazy. I mean, I, I had a stroke and it, it, it made me, it made me a better person, but I wish I could go back and be this better person before the stroke. I wish I didn't have to go through all this sort of stuff. And so you don't have to people listening to this. You don't have to have a life changing health event to become a better person. How about become a better person because living life not taking things for granted is awesome. It's the small stuff. You don't need all the cash. You don't need all the responsibility. You don't need all the business. You need your family. You need responsibility. And you need to enjoy things. You know, here's something pretty personal that, that hopefully other people will identify with. You know, I've been married 21 years and I, I met my wife at the movies. And so our big thing was going to the movies. So for the first solid 15, 16, 17 years of our relationship. Every Monday we would go to the movies. I saw every stupid, silly movie there was. It didn't matter. It's not that I enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed going with my wife and spending time with my wife. That's a lot of popcorn, a lot of red vines, a lot of fun. But what happened is we started to get in a rut like other couples and other just relationships where we started doing things just because we were doing things. So we'd go to the movies, you know, you don't talk. We, we would usually go and have dinner before. And then we stopped having dinner where we'd just go to the movies. You can't stop. It's so important to do things on a daily basis that you still love. Because at some point when it gets taken away, oh man, you just dream about it. I remember dreaming, lying in, in, in the, the hospital bed, just thinking, man, I wish my, my wife and I could go see a stupid movie this Monday. I had double vision. I couldn't see anything. I just wanted to go to the freaking movies and eat popcorn. And it's like, you know what? A month ago, I did do that. But... It's like I didn't appreciate it. I didn't care. I just wanted to, I almost, because it was in a routine to go to on a date night, I just did the date night. But it's like, you can't. It's, enjoy the date night. You're, you're on a date. You're with your wife. It's awesome. Go to dinner. Talk to her. Explain, talk about what's going on in life, good and bad. Because you know what? It was maybe four months after I started to get a little bit of vision back. I started working with the, uh, the ophthalmologist to get some of my vision back. And so we started, we resumed date night and it was awesome. So now we go to date night. We may, we go to the, it, it, it's not routine anymore. It, things did go to routine, but you don't need to make it routine. We go have dinner and we talk about things. We talk about our son. We talk about what happened in our lives. It's a true date night. You got to resume these activities that you enjoy because when they're taken away, you want nothing more than to go back there. And you can't go back there. Something happens. You get your, you, you have a stroke and you get your ass kicked. Maybe you never make it back to the movies. So how about when you go to the movies next time, you freaking enjoy it. 
and you love it with your wife that you love. That's my advice. Here's one of the coolest things is the, the actual hospital administrator, when I was in the hospital, a little company of Mary, contacted me recently. And uh, this guy, uh, boy, he had a stroke December 8th, which is ironic. Mine was December 6th. He just had it December 8th. And he was at Kaiser Permanente, and she had me go visit him. And this was really cool. I mean, he, he can't even talk. So he's at the point where he can't communicate. And so it's been, what, over almost a month now. His wife's there. His wife's there all the time, just like my wife was. He, uh, luckily, he, he has his son visit. My, my son wasn't allowed to visit. Um, so they were able to communicate to me um, sort of how they were feeling. The son wants to be able to play basketball again with them one day. He doesn't understand that, that his dad, you know, what happened, but he, he, he's freaked out. His dad's lying there in a hospital bed, um, not able to communicate, uh, but it's still his dad. And, and, and I was at that level and I understood what was going on. So I was able to almost communicate on his behalf, um, I told the kid, I'm like, you know, some watch what your dad's doing. Watch, watch. He's down now, but he's not out. Over time, he's going to start resuming the activities that you recognized your dad doing from before, from before the stroke. And it's like I and, and I made sure the dad was listening too. it was quite a moment. I'm like, you're going to play basketball with your son again. You're, you're never going to beat him, probably. We, we have to realize our limitations after coming back from things. But you're going to play basketball with him. And, and, and I, could, I could see the look in his eyes, just that he understood what I was saying. And I'm like, use that as the motivation. When you're laying here for another month, because he's probably going to be there in a, another month, maybe two months in the hospital. But he's going to progress to that level. you got to mentally think about what, what you can do that's going to help you. Because it's a brain injury. Your brain can either take you down the wrong path or take you down the right path, period. And, and, and even e if you can get a majority of the time, because it's impossible to always be, you know, the glass half full theory. If, if a majority of the time you think that you're going down the right path, your recovery is going to just get better and better and better. And if you think about the things that you are trying to recover for, and I wanted him to think about playing basketball with his son again. And now his son's thinking about it. Now they're both thinking about it. That's a pretty good, that's a way better day than what it was before that I showed up. And I thought, wow, that is really cool. That is really something that, that interests me. It, it helps me to be, can you imagine I was able to communicate from a father to his 10-year-old boy because he wasn't able to communicate I, that is because I was in that spot I knew I knew what I what I would tell my son and I knew what he's thinking of that was beautiful it was it was it was awesome and uh and I'm I'm going to start doing it as much as I can next week I'm going to see them again the 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 wife you know here's another thing the wife actually and, uh, and I, I talked to my wife about this. She felt, you know, certain times that the, 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 he was um, uh, really nice to the to the staff and the and the doctors and everything. But when it came to her, he became a little bit more emotional. You know, he's he's not talking. He's not verbally communicating. But he was. It's because he's so embarrassed. So embarrassed in front of in front of our wives because we're supposed to be the strong. You know. Uh, <laughs> They are the care. We're supposed to be the caregiver. Now they're the caregiver, and it just becomes, it becomes another level of, 
of humility that that I can't describe and I know that that's what this guy was going through and I told the wife I said it's because he loves you so much and it's because he's so embarrassed that he isn't the provider right now and he wishes that he could just wake up in two months and be better um, and be closer to recovering but he's not and so the only way he's able to communicate is his embarrassment and that embarrassment comes out a little bit aggressive and a little bit not appreciative and it, and it's the exact opposite and um uh i could and and he was kind of giving me the thumbs up and he it, that was another way that i was able to communicate what he was feeling because i was there to to the wife and i think it it made a very big difference and um i i can't wait to do it again next week my boy the broker i appreciate you tuning into my podcast you know we're gonna have some pretty cool topics over the next several months Real estate, how to make money, when to buy, when to sell. I'm helping people return to work after suffering a stroke. There's some interesting, cool health topics we're going to talk about. There's just nothing off the table. I live in the real world. Where do you live?